Welcome to Dyslexics Wanted, produced by the Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia. This is Jordan Rich. This podcast celebrates the unique strengths and creativity so often the hallmark of people with dyslexia. Today, we're lucky to have two wonderful guests. We'll start with Gabriella Diller. We'll call her Gabby during the interview. Gabby is a special educator, advocate, and educational consultant, a former special ed administrator, and also a certified yoga teacher. She recently founded Lotus Advocacy, helping young people with tutoring, advocacy, and consulting for special education success. And one such success story is our other guest, Manny Valmier. He graduated from Boston Prep in Hyde Park, Massachusetts, attended Westfield State's Learning Disabilities Program, transferred to Framingham State University, and recently graduated with a degree in criminal justice justice. He's also a star basketball player and a really great guy who, thanks to the accommodations offered by Gabby and others, has become a success story, turning his life around. So we welcome Gabby and Manny to Dyslexics Wanted. Gabby, let me start with you. Let's talk about Lotus Advocacy and uh, the idea behind it and how successful it's been, because it has been. Please. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Jordan. So I um, started Lotus Advocacy about a year ago in a part-time capacity after being a special ed teacher for about eight years, I realized how families really needed extra education and coaching on special education services and how to access them. And I found that it was really hard to find a job as a special educator that allowed me to focus on all the things I loved, student interaction, family interaction, working with staff, there was a lot of, you know, bureaucratic challenges mm. to fully do it the way you want to do it. So, you know, this is going to be my first step into Lotus full time away from the classroom. Uh, but it's it's been successful so far. I focus on executive functioning, coaching and transition skills, self-advocacy and college and job readiness. So I'm really excited to take this next step for myself professionally and, you know, for my family. So awesome. To awesome. Very nice to have you here. And we have another uh, gentleman joining us who's uh, somebody you know quite well. His name is Manny, and we mentioned you in the introduction. And first of all, congratulations on the success that you've been enjoying both in the education world and beyond. Things are going pretty well for you, I take it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I graduated from um, Framingham State University, and um, I'm just, like, starting to focus on my career, on what I want to do as a young adult. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm really focusing on right now. We love to share stories here because that's what podcasts are really good at. And I'd love to hear a bit about your story prior to having help from Gabby and prior to getting into the system that really is cooking for you. What was life like, the struggle? Let's start with that in terms of learning. For me at first, um, I wasn't like really too sure what a learning disability was until like um, when I was in high school, when I discovered I had a learning disability. Mm-hmm. At first, I I was I was a little embarrassed because you know I felt like I was different from most students. You know, I I thought to myself that means I'm a dumb student, and it was kind of embarrassing at times. I just didn't want to. I just I just wasn't into like people knowing about my learning disability because I felt as though they would see me as a dumb student pretty much. And yeah. at first it bothered me. As I as time went on, I started to realize the importance of self-advocacy and why going out and looking like going out and trying to get those um accommodations for your learning disability, why it's important. Because um at the end of the day, it's you. I mean it's it's yourself and it's it's how you learn. Everyone learns differently. I learn differently. 
think that part right there, when Gabby told me that when I was in high school, like, listen, this doesn't make you dumb. It just means you just learn differently from other mm. students. How did you come to that point in your life where you, you knew you needed some self-advocacy? I love that term. How did you connect with Gabby? Um, she was basically trying to tell me, like, it's okay to ask for help. Everyone needs help. Even she, she tried to, she um referenced herself saying she needed help for multiple things when she was when she first started at the school that I was at. It was her first year. Okay. And she was telling me that I need help. I need I need help getting along with kids. I need help to do whatever it takes to make sure that kids trust me and understand that she she cares about us. You know, most most people, most kids at my school, we always felt like teachers. Um, they really didn't care about the students, but um, Gabby was one of the teachers that like I felt differently about because I feel like she actually cared about us and was willing to help us understand how important self-advocacy is, yeah. especially with a learning disability. So, Gabby, you met uh, Manny in the school you were teaching at. Yes. So Manny was one of my first students. And the way that the organization of the school worked at the time, we moved up with our students. So I had the pleasure of teaching Manny for three years when I was a teacher in the school. I see. Um, so Manny is not one of my students through Lotus, given how new we are as a company. Um, but he's one of the alumni that I followed his journey and just sort of seen um, his success in this topic. You really stepped in to help this young man, and we'll talk further with him in a second. But besides what he wrote on a paper or passed in for an exam, uh, the struggle, was it on his face or what? Yeah, I think um, the kid that Manny, he's laughing right now. He's, ah, he's blushing, Jordan, because the kid that I met when he was a sophomore is a completely different student from today. And, you know, students were at my previous school starting in sixth grade. So even his middle school teachers would say he was even more of a different kid in middle school, but Manny, um, at first, he uh, didn't make it easy for me as a first year teacher. Manny was, uh, you know, a jokester and uh, had a hard time at first accepting his accommodations. And if something didn't go his way, he would make a face and, mm. and pout and, and, you know, stomp his emotional feet. And so um, he was a kid that at first uh, struggled to understand the IEP process, understand the accommodations, what teachers needed from him, how to hold that bar, but also support him. Um, Manny was really good at asking for help, but almost to a detriment at first where he wanted people to sort of just do the thing for him. And we wouldn't do that. And we pushed Manny and we reminded him that he could do it myself and all of his other teacher team. I could tell how he started to develop and come into his own and become incredibly confident. He ended up becoming one of the students I could call on when I had younger kiddos feel embarrassed about having an IEP. Manny was on the varsity basketball team. He played track. He played soccer. He was a student athlete and students looked up to him socially. And so he really was this kid that could be a role model to other students to say, look, you can be cool. You can be an athlete. You can have friends and you can learn differently. You can go to college and be successful. And here's how you ask for support. Um, and so he sort of evolved in that way so that he could pay it forward and kind of support other kiddos who were the grumpy sophomores that didn't want to accept the help. Manny, you really became, uh, whether you knew it or not, a, a leader to other kids. And I, I know you appreciate that now. What about patience? Uh, Gabby was mentioning that you wanted this to happen now. Come on, I'm, I don't want to be stuck in this rut. 
How important was the the idea of learning patience for you? Because it doesn't have nothing good happens overnight, as we all know. Just talk a little bit about how you adjusted to that, if you would. Um, for me, I just yeah, I was more. I was I'm, even right now. I'm still having you know trying to learn more about patience and about the importance of patience. At first, I I just when I when I was introduced to to the whole learning disability. I didn't know what to expect. And I just, she always told me like, listen, if you just be patient with me and just trust the process that you'll be successful, you'll like, you'll, you'll, you will like the, um, the results. And I really didn't understand what she meant by that once until like I seen it translate to my grades. Cause I, once I started, you know, okay, let me just use these accommodations. Let me see if they actually work. My GPA started getting, you know, a little bit higher than what I usually see it. So I was like, all right, maybe she's right. And then once that happened, once I seen, once I seen a little bit of success, I just went on with it. I just kept on um, believing in the, in the process and understand that these accommodations that, that are given to me are meant to help me, to help and put me in better um, better position mm. to be successful. Give us an example of the, quote, accommodation. Just give me one example of what was involved to to help you through the process, please. One, one, one of my favorite accommodations was more time on tests. Like I probably mm-hmm. get like um, double time on tests. And um, for me personally, like I, I like to get things so I, I like to get things done so fast. And especially when I'm taking a test and I see everyone, you know, getting up, you know, turning mm-hmm. in a test and leaving mm-hmm. the classroom, they're about to go do their own things. It bothered me when I'm the, like, the last person in the classroom. I'm like, man, I want to just finish this test and go hang out with my friends. And, but I think taking my time on tests, really really um really helped a lot because it then i i it, it didn't have me rush through questions or i i can see this question i can come back to it later on instead of just okay i have like 30 minutes left or i got 20 minutes left i gotta just get this question done as soon as possible mm. and it, it affected my thinking my thinking skills i just i just i just i just didn't feel comfortable taking a taking mm. that test in a ordinary time like all the other kids were that made a difference that was the accommodation that you loved Yes, that made a huge difference, huge wow. difference. Yeah. There are so many people out there who uh, are affected by dyslexia and learning disabilities, and it's not as much the learning disability as it's the peer pressure and the self-pressure, right? The self-anxiety that is generated. Isn't that a key part of coming to the aid of these young people to, to help them deal with that pressure? Yeah, absolutely. I think I have found not only with sophomore Manny, but with all the students that I've had the pleasure of working with that there is a huge amount and rightly so developmentally that teenagers care so much about their image and how they're perceived with their peers, with their teachers, in fact, which is a different, you know, an interesting idea. They also don't want to appear a certain way to their teachers. And so, um, you know, one thing I've always focused on and and focus on to this day with my students with with Lotus is the ability to first identify who you are as a learner. So self-awareness, know who you are, Mm. know what you need, what are your interests? You are more than just the IEP. You are more than just who you are in a classroom. So really to understand a holistic understanding of your character, your learning style, and then you can move forward to ask for help, right? So if I know that reading is hard for me and decoding, right, understanding the words on the page, that's what's hard for me, not my comprehension, but my decoding, right? Then I know audiobooks is essential for me. I know I can listen to the tape. I know that I can follow along with the text, right? And so I'll learn to be more comfortable to just advocate for that. And then I'll see the success like Manny did, right? Extra time, whatever it is. 
um, and you start to see the successes and then you build your confidence and it's this beautiful cycle where you just continue to ask for more help and continue that process mm. in high school, college and, and a career. It's a really nice feeling to know that a process like the one we're describing can indeed show improvement pretty rapidly, uh, maybe not overnight, but pretty rapidly. Let me ask you about executive function. What does that mean? Yeah, great question. It's a little bit of a buzzword right now with COVID um, for adults (laughs) included, right? Myself in there. COVID sort of asked us all to utilize these executive functioning skills. So we all learned very quickly what it was and whether we had them or we didn't. Uh, Most of us not having them inherently, but it's it's essentially like what it sounds like. It's the executive, the conductor part of your brain that controls all of the processing to plan, to do, to act. Um, so really involved in goal setting and planning, organizational skills, emotion regulation, self-monitoring. And so, um, you know, when kids were asked to be on the computer, we were asking them to be college students right away to utilize all of these executive functioning skills. Mm. So it's definitely something that's coming a lot right now, more so, than ever. So, so Manny, has this helped you, this guidance, in just living your life? Definitely, um, <clears throat> definitely. Uh, especially me, as she said, I, I played three sports, so I was playing sports throughout the whole entire year. Mm-hmm. And, um, another, like I said, I, I would get more time on on tests, but I also would get more time on, like, essays as well. So especially when I'm, like, you know, I'm tired after practice or tired after a game, instead of just coming back home rushing it I mean I have time to pace myself to make sure my work is actually where I want it to be instead of just going home rushing it and just just you know whatever results I get I get but that that all that all that you know got 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 involved with what I was trying to do and what I was trying to like accomplish mm-hmm. pretty much an accomplishment is a great word here because when you feel as though you've gone through a system and finished it maybe aced it even. I mean, what a great feeling that has to be, particularly after years of being frustrated, right? Yeah, it was like it was like a big weights were just lifted off my shoulder once I like accepted accepted what it was, like what exactly was I was going through. And honestly, if I had if I had a chance to go back in time, I would have just used my accommodations. I would have just mm. used my accommodations since I was in middle school early in my freshman year. So I'm just I'm just more I'm just happy that, you know, this, this accom- these accommodations and all this self-advocacy that I was taught yeah. at a young age, I was able to, you know, transition to that while I was in college as well. I still use those um, resources in college as well, you know, just going out, you know, finding, finding the um, disability um, programs and just telling them my story and sending them my test results and getting them in contact with my high school so they can understand that I have a learning disability and, I wouldn't be successful in college without those um, disabilities, without those accommodations as well. We keep referring to them as learning differences because uh, you're certainly capable and you're proving that. What advice do you have, Manny, for the non-athlete, the non-cool guy or the non-cool gal in school? Because there are a lot of us, I include myself in that category. What advice do you have for those kids who are really kind of feeling left out a little bit? What would you tell them? I'll just tell them, man, um, it's okay. You know, it's okay to, to be yourself. It's okay to be different from people. It's just, I mean, for me, I always thought as I was, like I said, I always thought like I was, I was going to not make it far. It, it bothered me at times. And I know even now I, I have some kids, I, I know some kids right now with learning disabilities or learn, have learning differences, sorry. 
And I try to give them advice like, listen, just take the advice and just understand that these accommodations are here to help you. Mm. And they're, help, they're here to help you to become a, a young, successful girl, a young, successful man. Mm. And just understand that, just live in the moment, just just use the accommodations. Yeah, I, I think your philosophy is right on. I, I think your approach to this is really great. And I think... Uh, Gabby is a is a big part of this, and Gabby, let's come back to what Lotus is doing because you broke away from the public system, and I'm sure you enjoyed your years there. But this is a chance to help people like Manny and others, and families even uh, move forward. Give us a bit more of the Lotus approach. Yeah, absolutely. So I support in sort of three buckets. One is continuing partnering with schools as a consultant, so continuing to support special education departments. The second bucket is advocacy. So if families are struggling to get the services and supports that they need for their kiddo, um, I can support through the entire special education process from the eligibility onset all the way through, whether it's an IEP or a 504, whether that's just providing advice or coming to meetings. And then the third is continuing my work with students. So providing tutoring, focusing on executive functioning, focusing on organizational support, transition skills, post-secondary planning, and also reading and writing skills as well as math. Manny, your future is bright and you're focusing, I guess, on criminal justice. Give us a sense as to where you are now and where you want to be soon. Um, yeah, so I majored in criminal justice along with a minor in psychology mm. at Framingham, well, Westfield State and Framingham State. I ended up transferring two years um, mm. after my first college. Um, right now, um, I was unsure exactly what I want to do. A lot of my um, careers changed, but I, I'm getting the gist of what exactly I want to do. And I'm actually getting ready to prepare myself for the police exam. I'm a police academy and a police exam. So I'm just contacting you know, local police officers and people that have connections in the in the um, criminal justice field right. to help prepare myself for that. So hopefully in September, I think I, was, I should be going for my police academy test. That is awesome. We wish you the best. And uh, we, we certainly need people of your caliber in, in the ranks. And I think that'll be a, a great step forward for the community as well as you. And Gabby, a message from you to students, parents, and even professionals, teachers who are working the system. And, and I know we, we sometimes think that they're not doing enough, but they're also handcuffed by budget and all kinds of other things. So just a general word of advice from the sage Gabby that we now have in front of us, the very wise Gabriella. I, I also can't end this podcast without noting as well as a side note that I believe Manny is being incredibly humble. And so one thing that's really, really important is uh, perseverance and, and mm. hard work. I think Manny's not going to go down here and tell you the amount of times he showed up at school at 7 a.m. and stayed until 6 p.m. and worked on the weekends and asked for extra help on his essays oh. and went over seven drafts. So just want to make sure, because he's a yeah. humble young yeah. man, um, that that definitely he should be proud and each student should recognize the amount of effort that has to be put in extra when you when you have dyslexia or learning disability. Um so, so definitely to, to recognize that and to be proud of that, I want to make sure that's a message to kiddos as well, really to understand their power and their worth in society and, and celebrate that success. I think, you know, it, it's really important that we work together as a team to, to decrease stigma. You know, I, I hear us talking about learning difference versus learning disability, and that could be a whole nother podcast, Jordan, but really like, how can we 
we used to make a joke, let's take the dis out of disability and really hmm. focus on, you know, what are your gifts? What are your talents? What are you good at? And how can you capitalize that both in school with the courses that you sign up for, which college you attend, and also the career path, right? We all have a place in this world to celebrate our gifts. And so the more we can hone in on those strength areas, the more we will shine and feel that confidence and continue to perpetuate that that cycle. And, and really for families to honor that with schools, to find that partnership where we can work together to see the child as a whole and ensure that, of course, the documents align to celebrate that as well, mm-hmm. um, but that we are, are working together to really understand the kid holistically and support their, their trajectory um, down the road. Well, I will say this. Uh, we've done a lot of these podcasts, but it's always best when we have the teacher and the student and an example of this in practice, not just theory. We're talking about a real success story. And uh, I know you have many other success stories that you're you're proud about. We were just lucky enough to have Manny here today. Before we close out, how can people reach you and get more information about what you're doing on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I'm on social media. So on Instagram and Facebook, you can check out my website, lotusadvocacy.com. There's a space to contact me. I do also offer a free parent support groups the first Monday of every month virtually at 7 p.m., which is a great way to continue to build community, not only with the student population, but with the parent population. Again, really trying to focus on building that sense Mm. of community and connecting. So that's also on my website if anyone is interested. Manny, before we close out, I want to say thanks for taking the time. I know uh, as we record this, it's a very hot day, <laughs> and and I had to turn off my AC. I thought I was I thought I was making too much noise in the background. So. Ah, that's okay. We can handle that. I wouldn't want you to suffocate there in that uh, house without any AC. But I really wanted to say thank you for sharing uh, even just a few minutes today because stories are what help people survive, thrive, and and move forward. And your story is certainly inspiring for all people. And uh, we just want to wish you the best, whether it's on the basketball court or uh, in a police car uh, protecting the community. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Gabby, thank you for having me as well. And I hope we can do this again another time. Awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Two examples pointing out how hard work, determination, and hope, that definitely equals success. You just heard the story of Manny Valmier, who recently graduated college with a degree in criminal justice, and the person who helped guide him, Gabriella Diller, founder of Lotus Advocacy, online at lotusadvocacy.com. And thanks for listening to Dyslexics Wanted. Please feel free to contact us at our new web address, dyslexicswanted.org. That's dyslexicswanted.org. We welcome guest or topic suggestions. We want to share your story. Dyslexics Wanted is a production of the Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia.